Marvel's the stories you're about to hear may not be suitable for some. Listener discretion advised. All right now, boys and girls, we want to introduce... Please allow me to adjust my pants. Adults, please. Adults, please. Run. Run as fast as you can. I'm gonna give you what you need. Get ready for BAM Radio. Time is radio band, fucking idiot. What the hell am I talking about? It's radio band. And now, and now, here's Bam. Here's Bam. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, welcome to this week. You're listening to Radio Bam on Sirius 28 Faction. It's the festival time. I'm here, Raycon, in my festive. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> dude, look at these. All right, this is Bam right now. We got the dream seller, Raycon, London, and D. Camello. And we're looking at these pictures that these fans drew. And, and I'm Chinese in them for some reason. Why? <laughs> look at it. And, and they drew me with, like, Knoxville throwing the fish on the... I don't understand. Yo, I gotta tell you guys. I gotta tell you guys what happened today an hour ago. All right, all right. Okay. All right. Let me tell you what happened an hour ago at Borders. Dream Seller, help me out with this. I walk into Borders. There's police there. This kid. No, no, no. First of all, I'm in the magazine section. This. Tell the story. We walk into borders, right? There's police everywhere outside. I, I'm nervous right out of the gate because I hate police. We get in there. And uh, we're, we're looking at magazines back in the section. I'm reading a book, getting some notes from my book. And all of a sudden, the cop comes up to Bam. I'm mm -hmm. thinking it's a fan, wants an autograph. And it's an older guy. I'd say about 70, 65 years old. He says, sir, I need you to come with me. And Bam's like, no, I'm reading this magazine. Leave me alone. He said, well, you see your buddy over there in handcuffs? Bam's like, I don't know him. That's not my buddy. What are you talking about? And this guy's like, yeah, that's what they all say. I know what you're up to. Like, I'm just like, I'm not up to anything except for reading magazines and I'm getting ready to buy a fucking DVD. And he's just like, yeah, we know your plan. Like, your buddy just got caught. Like, some kid was stealing all kinds of DVDs and CDs, gets caught, sees me walking in and decides to say that he's filming for Viva La Bam. And the cop bought it. <laughs> and now I'm talking my way out of how I don't know the kid. I wish I could do that. The cop doesn't believe him at all. He's like, sir, why do you keep looking to the left? That means you're lying. And, and Bam's like, what are you talking about? Like, police say when you look to the left, you're lying. He's like, why do you keep looking to your left, son? I'm and looking to the left because I'm trying to spot this kid that you think I'm friends with. And I don't I don't get it here. What the hell does left looking have to do with So the funny part, it, keep, it gets even better than this. The cop proceeds to grab him, puts his hand on his arm with a like, tight grip. This guy was getting rough with me because he thought that I was, like, in on this, like, scam, like, that I was filming. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know the kid who just stole all these DVDs. Like, well, he says he's with you. I'm sure he is saying that he's with me. <laughs> the cop's insisting that he goes to the back room for more questioning. What? Like, yeah. Really? And then finally, I'm like, look, dude, I'm here with this one guy. That's all that I came here with, and I'm here to buy DVDs. Look at the tape. Uh, uh, they didn't even care about that. They bought his story. He's a criminal, man. Criminals lie good when they do it so much. Yeah, the kid must have been damn he good at the story because the cop, like, would believe the shit out of him. And not you? 
No, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right, it's what they all say, pal. <laughs> like, that, that's what, what who says. Meanwhile, I'll stick up for him. I'll stick up for him, like, through thick and thin. But when police come around and I have warrants, I just kind of edged out the door. I'm watching from outside. Because God forbid they ask for my ID, I am fucked. Uh, my name is Bill. I, I've never met any. Yeah, I know. It's so true because we went to... Uh, we went to this random uh, store, maybe like Iron Hill or something, uh. and, and a cop comes up, and he's just like, Hey, man, I just want to say, uh, you know, like the show and everything. And then he goes to Novak. He's just like, What's your name? And Novak's <laughs> like, uh, uh, and he was like thinking Steve. of a lot. He's like, What'd you say? He knew, knew, he knew damn well what he, he was said. He my face. There's no way I couldn't have heard him. He said, What did you say? And then finally he's like, uh, Brandon Novak. He's like, Did you go to uh, East High School? He's like, no, no, I'm from Baltimore. Oh, okay, you look familiar. He oh, thought that God. he was going to get arrested. I'm like, dude. I was terrified. They don't care that bad about you, Nefesh. <laughs> I, I just think everyone's Why would they me. track you down? <laughs> what, what did you do? No one wants my filth. He thought that no. the airplane was trying to track his ass down <laughs> after that flight. This dipshit has a dagger in his book bag. Like, where do you get, like, not even, like, a knife, like a fucking dagger. Yeah. And, they, and they open it up, they're like, what's this? They're like, oh, I don't know. It's just there. Like, just why would you have, why? Where? I, I mean, where did you get it, and why do you have it? I don't know where I got it, but I probably had it for protection because a lot of people are looking for me. I owe a lot of money. But where did you, why a dagger? Yeah, a it was dagger. just chill. And like, why would you think that you'd be able to get on an airplane with that? <laughs> I, that's the problem. I don't think a lot. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, that's the number one problem, thinking you don't work. Last night I'm driving, or Lemon's driving, I'm in the back of his car. I drop my keys and reach down to pick them up. There's a freaking Rambo knife like this big on his backboard. The guy's got two DUIs. He's wasted driving around. I was like, why do you have this? And that's the jagged edges for, like, ripping the meat apart. I was like, why? You're just begging for it. Oh, my God. Landon, what do you use that for? Killing crackers and trying to crack them on freaking red. That doesn't work, that doesn't work. Anyway. Just pretend it does. Brandon's tag-along black man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to play a song for you guys. I'm starting it right out the gate with him. My favorite band is this song. is called Your Sweet 666 on Radio Bam Serious 28 Faction.
Action, baby. And we're back. Oh, oh. Radio Bam, Series 28 Faction. Sitting here live with lovely Novak, the stinkiest. Uh, forget about intro and everybody. Yeah, no, you have to. People need to know who's here. <laughs> okay. Some, rules someone out there in Texas just figured out what station this is and who's here. Okay, Raycon's here. He's in his uh, luxurious bubble bath. And uh, Lendon, if you've never met Lendon before, well, <laughs> I'm happy for you because I wish I never did. He's filthy. <laughs> no ape. Black just say no to a human. <laughs> Biggs, I like your hat. Do you? I love it. What do you do with that? Where do you get it? What do you do with that? Well, it was 300 bucks, so I hope you like it. 300 bucks? Yeah. Where'd you get it? Um, it's like my Neiman Marcus Cowboy. <laughs> Didn't you used to work there? Texas and Neiman Marcus, you said. Did you love working in Neiman Marcus? No, I hate working in Neiman Marcus. Did you ever get anything for free? Yeah, a bath in the sink. <laughs> like, every day, I just show up and bathe in the sink and do some push-ups and then take a nap on the bathroom. Who, who did you, what did you hate worse about Neiman Marcus, the uptight customers or the uptight bosses? I'll tell you what, I loved. The bosses were such dickheads. And then one day, they wrote me up two times, and then they came to write me up a third time, but the asshole that was writing me up, he, he got fired. <laughs> so I made a top ten list about why I got fired. And all these new fags came in, and I loved them. They fired every prick in the place, and they were just in love with each other, but they were both married, but they were flamethrowing. They were scorching each other. <laughs> it was awesome. They came in and destroyed and just got rid of all the dickheads, and they eventually became dickheads. But uh, <laughs> tell, me, tell me a story of an upset customer. Oh, Do you remember? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll tell you one right now. Your brother is wrapping a thousand-dollar glass Easter egg and breaks it all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. He dropped it all over the floor and was like, "I guess I don't have to pay for it." <laughs> Why would what you just? <laughs> Who got in trouble? Jess got like scalded, but then. But, no. but but did he have to pay? Did he have to no, pay? he didn't have to pay, but the customer was so mad because it was the last one. <laughs> and what do you say? That guy with the greasy hair <laughs> broke it all over the Did pool. you point at him? You just told no, him. No, Jesse him. had to go out and tell him. He had to go apologize and oh. stuff. Oh, these filthy clowns. They come in in clown makeup, these rich bitches. <laughs> it is ridiculous what they're wearing, dude. Uh, a blind man with paint all over his fingers could dress himself up like a lady better than these clowns. They come over and pound on the bell. Bing, 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 bing. You're standing there. You're standing there looking, and they're pounding the bell. I just want to. You were you were all in gift wrap, right? Yeah, gift wrap and gift wrap. And they just ring the bell until you guys came. Do they have mink coats on? They don't even have minks. They have animals that you don't even have, like. Super cheetahs and space jaguars. Super <laughs> Did they have a Zorse jacket? <laughs> if they had a Zorse jacket, I'd have murdered them for killing the Zorse. <laughs> uh, what about a Zonkey jacket? A Zonkey. Zorse Zodi Zonkey. <laughs> he like, made his own song up. Dude, there really is such thing as a Zorse. A zebra and a horse together. They just hump each other. And then there's a Zonkey. What would you do to own one of them? The donkey and the zebra hump But the king of all of them is the liger. <laughs> liger, sources, donkeys, dude, they're all real things. I didn't believe it at first. Brandon showed me and he just found this sketchy website. He's like, look, Rake, it's real. It's like if someone put it on a horrible website that makes it real to Brandon. So, no, I think he is right, though. Me and Lennon were driving down the road and we saw this kid walking in from school and he was crossing from one property to the next and then he just turned around and started running and on the other side of the bushes was a giant German shepherd. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 it would happen. It would happen. It was like you drive by, you see a kid run, and then when you cross the the, the bush, there was a German Shepherd just like it wasn't even barking. He was like his mouth was watering to bite this kid with his afro. He took off and ran through the back of the property. We were laughing a bit, and yes, me and Kirk saw dogs humping sideways. The one was humping the dogs on its belly on the side. I thought, oh my god, oh dude. When we were in Romania, we were just uh, we were just talking about how like filthy Romania is and how much of it's third war country Vito would call it but no, it's, dude it's such a third world country we figured uh, we were looking at like facts about Romania and the, the average amount of money that people make per month is 70 bucks oh, are you serious but, but that but anyway there's all these rabid dogs all over the fuck Romania just everywhere <laughs> we, we, we do we were driving down the highway we just see these two sketchy like hobo dogs just railing each other on the side of the highway like on the shoulder like, like not in the woods in the shoulder on the asphalt why are they just random dogs there's just all these rabid dogs I don't understand, but, like, it's just gross. And, like, half of them have, like, only three feet and stuff like that. <laughs> Great dogs over there. <laughs> Dude, yeah, there's nothing more terrifying than Sweet having, like, dogs. a G German shepherd <laughs> running after you. I remember when I was living in the house that Don Vito lived at now. <laughs> I, was <growing> up. <laughs> I was skating down the road. I was on my skateboard, like, hauling it. <laughs> I look over. <laughs> this fucking German shepherd just comes down the bushes like a bat out of hell. Just <laughs> and I'm like, kind of push hard, and like finally he gets up to my ass and just latches onto my ass and like I fall. Oh my Dude, god! Dude, it, it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad, and I didn't know how to like get end it. Like I was like crying and stuff. What'd you do? Just wait until it stopped biting. I was like 11. I was just screaming for help, and I think my neighbor Billy Dunnigan came out and helped me. Why do they just chase you and bite you all the time? <laughs> Dude, Why? Like, and I was just pushing them. Oh my god! Dude, I've had bad luck with animals. Like, I remember like when I was uh, seven, uh, the the Hannahs up the road got like this new kitten, and so I'm like, oh, let me see the kitty. I put him on my lap, and he just. <laughs> Shit's diarrhea. Oh, it was disgusting, and they still laugh about it at me. Fucking jerk off. <laughs> Shit's diarrhea. I never had bad luck with animals. I got bit by a raccoon once. I decided. To... <laughs> I never had bad luck with animals. Yeah, I, got bit by a... I got rabies shots. You got bit my, by a coon? My dad, when we were young, I got bit by a coon in Baltimore. <laughs> my father hung out. You got bit by a raccoon. Yeah, I'll tell you a story. My yeah, father always hung out with these sketchy, like, Harley guys. He always sold drugs to, like, these Harley dudes. So he thought it would be a great idea when they'd take us to, like, their party house, which is this big barn house. And they'd just, like, clean Harleys, pound Sixers, and do Lord knows what else with. And uh, I walk outside, there's this cage full of raccoons. I'm like eight years old at the time. I know nothing about these things. I said pet raccoons? Yeah, in cages, and it's dark, so I don't really know. Why? I, I, why do bikers do what they do? I don't know, man. I stick my finger in the cage, and it bites the shit out of me. I mean, it draws blood. <laughs> now, my father, my, my father was, like, so mean at the time, because he was always all coked up, so he was just mean all the time. Like the so I was too scared to tell him. We get in the car. You were scared to tell him that you got bit by a raccoon? Yeah, because he would probably beat my ass, man, just because I was out of, I guess I was acting out of line in his mind. I don't know. You know, I was a kid doing kid things. And hey, he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong, Brandon? I'm like, nothing. And I'm like, holding tears back, swearing that nothing's wrong. 
five minutes later, he pulls the car over and, like, rips my hands apart so he can see. He's like, you little motherfucker, I should have shot you down the toilet when I had the chance. And he takes your life to the What the hell is that here? <laughs> <laughs> that here Bam keeps showing these pictures that people send him. Just a note to anyone who wants to send a picture. Jesus Christ, make it a good one, please. If you ever played Tekken, they drew a picture of Jin, and that's what they think Bam looks like. And his eyes are so Chinese looking. I look like Johnny Cage. Look like a bottle. I look like Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage on heroin. All this work, and this is what people think you look like. These are the worst pictures Wait, I've ever seen. Let me seen. see that other one. They're horrible. Why would you send this to anyone? It's so funny. It looks like an elf. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to play a song for you guys. I like this band. It's called Placebo on Radio Bam Series 28 fucking faction, bitch.
On. How the fuck do you say it? Is it serious? <laughs> yeah. On Sirius 28. Faction. Radio Bam. Sirius 28 Faction. Brandon Novak. Lyndon, the black Aquaman. Ray Caroni, the San Francisco Treat Bam. Um, stupid Deco. Balding more than ever. Happy holidays. Lots of love. Hello, France. It's Kerry. I come from royalty. I'm the English. You can get the fuck the English. <laughs> Look at my jugs kick. <laughs> what did you want to talk about, Raytheon's horrible driving? Oh, here we freaking go. Oh, God. Race driving is so horrendous. Was this today? This is always. <laughs> and it has progressed into this whole big thing. Race driving is like a stupid retard driving down the road without a car. That's how fast he goes. <laughs> keep it up. Keep okay. it up. Would you forget your glasses or something? Oh, my God. He's just got this whole thing going on. The first time I ever drove was when Brandon refused to go. We were stuck in freaking Rhode Island. <laughs> He just left. He was like, I'm not driving. I was like, what do you mean you're not driving? He's like, I'm not. I'm sitting in the back. <laughs> and now he wonders why I'm a horrible driver. But here, listen to a stupid freaking story. <laughs> I, left, I left Ocean City, New Jersey, 45 minutes after Ted did. I passed him coming home on 95 down by Baltimore. Oh, no, it must have been Ocean City, Maryland. And, uh... I pulled next to Rake. I have a huge red truck. I'm laying on the fucking horn so bad. I'm like, look over at me. See, this went on so long, Ted will never, ever look at you if you're next to him, dude. You, you could be shooting off Roman candles at his face while, while making the whole sky turn, like, purple and, like, green. He will never even look at you. And he drives so slow. I used to thank him to say, I would be like, Ted, please let me drive your car when we have to go to Bams because it's such a nice, like, new car. You gotta make excuses. I would make excuses. Then he found out that really, I can't take it because Ted got his license like two years now. He's like a 50-year-old man. You just got your license? A couple years ago. How many years? Three? Um, At most four. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple years ago. He's in a little chlorophyll, borophyll world. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. I, I tricked him. I tricked Ray into letting me drive his car because I said it was nice and that it went faster than mine so that I could drive so we could get there instead of two hours for Thanks, Timmy. So, uh, then he finds out. So now when he drives and I'm in the car, he panics to make it seem faster. So it's the most dangerous thing. Wait, he looks left, he looks right, he looks left, he looks right, like five times, and then right before the car comes, he fucking guns it. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, dude. He's out of control all over the road. Uh, For those of you who didn't know, Raytheon is a uh, chemist. That's why. Uh, I know. I'm totally thinking of stuff on the way to work. I haven't got time to look at idiots like freaking Zeke Mello on the road. I gotta try and stay alive and get to my freaking. Rick, the one thing I understand about you I never get is you are so goddamn smart, but your common sense is fucking gone. <laughs> Look at you, Novak. It's California with boron. What we have it? Rick, look over here. You're going to die. You could never save him if you're driving next to him. As far as I'm concerned, there's two rules of driving. Don't hit nothing and don't get busted by the cops. And you did a good yeah, job. And don't drive with Ray. And don't let Ray drive. Hey, let's do Ray the science quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a good one. A good one. Ray, you're the science quiz. This is serious. Ray's on his pH balance right now. I have two questions. Actually, it's like a thousand. Strong enough for a man. Oh, strong enough to knock out a fucking ox. Okay, Let's see how good of a chemist Raytheon is here. Let's, let's, okay. let's give him a few questions. All right, Ray, first question. Um, if we took a video camera on a rope, just saying, well, and we stuck it into a black hole and it filmed and the rope didn't break off, what would the camera see? 
like a, a black hole of, of outer space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the real, the real answer is that electromagnetic waves that would give you that information could never get past the event horizon of a black hole because nothing would get faster than the speed of light. <laughs> so the electrical signals, the light signals couldn't even get to you. But uh, the answer what Brandon wants to hear is, I don't know, there's a, a homium world in there made of new types of matter. Great. Could nougat ever exist in a Milky Way? Nougat? What'd you say? What'd you say? Could nougat ever exist in a Milky Way? What about a fig Newton? What if I miss what if I mix Californium plus boron plus a fig Newton? What would happen? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know about the veil if anybody knows about the outer oh. electron structure of California, please write to uh, write to the website. Right. Would you rather take a bath with? Oh God, <laughs> Isaac Asimov or Sir Isaac Newton? Oh, that's a tough one. You only have one chance to bathe with them and hear all the knowledge they share and soak in his waters. Well, Isaac Asimov is a chemist. And he is my favorite author. Don't tell me what he is. I know. Now you answer that damn question. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather be? A young Isaac Asimov or an old Isaac Asimov? <laughs> Whatever you want. The old one probably have more knowledge. Yeah, it's something else. No, Isaac Newton, because he'd probably be way funnier in a bathtub. Like all that. Ew. Real guy would ever be fun in the bathtub. With a violin guy playing in the back. Like, so, what are you doing in my bathtub? Listen, Rick. Rick, would you soap his back up? Yeah, he taught me the wonders of physics. Frank, I got one question for you. How do you know the answer to that hard-ass question, but you can't get through your mind that baggage does not mean a boyfriend? I don't get that. How, man? When I went to school, she brought baggage. Baggage does not equal boyfriend. What's baggage, a kid? No, her boyfriend. That isn't baggage. But you know, like, what chloron neutron stuff are. Baggage for now, but maybe not by the end of the night. Oh, right. <laughs> when it, hey, wasn't it so funny? Every so time a dream. <laughs> every time you'd go over to use Rake's, Rake's computer, you were always trying to do something. You'd ask him how to do something. He'd be like, what is that to me? Rake knows everything there is. All he has to do is just turn around and say it. I'm like, Rake, how do I copy and paste in Photoshop? Please just tell me. Uh, uh, there's lots of ways you can do it. No, God, no. Just tell me one of them. Pick it. The quickest. Well, you know, there's many ways. You can do this or that. No, God, Ted, shoot me in the face. Oh. Sweet break. Sweet, sweet tooth break. What is that? I have no nostrils. I pull in here today, and there's a, there's a piece of shit Lamborghini in my normal parking spot, which I have some moved, but if I put this face on your Lamborghini, how? Yeah, I just bought a purple Lamborghini today. Did you see it? No. It's outside. Out there? Yeah. Did the doors open? Like oh, speaking of that, listen, I, I wake up at 8 in the morning for once in my life to pick up this purple Lamborghini, and I go there. And I'm like, you know, filling out the last paperwork to get the thing, and the guy's showing me all the buttons and the Lamborghini and stuff. I'm trying to find out where Novak is. I think he's getting, like, a soda or a cup of coffee. No. He's banging some chick in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> this guy's got a whole nice big house he lives in. He's like, no, it's just doing the dirty bathroom. But what about the upstairs? What is the No, the downstairs. Is she getting caught, dude? I don't know. I, I don't she think, works it. I don't think she... If she got caught, she wouldn't get in trouble because she was with you and I, you know what I mean? And, like, Bam says wonders. So, you know, she she could basically spit in the owner's face as long as she's talking to Bam while she does it, and it's okay. Speaking <laughs> of Novak's pervy filthness, 
I took him to show that. I got him a lousy way. 50 bucks to uh, to wear oh. a winter coat and a pink hat and, and, and shoes with no pants and do a shopping cart. Oh, like, I pushed him in the shopping cart. And, uh... We did it at Acme, but then after that, like he was just so hammered on vodka and pineapples that we just decided to <laughs> take him to Kildare's. Yo, Kildare's was so packed. Oh, he was I know fucking, what you're he say. was fucking naked the whole time with just a jacket, and no one knew for 45 minutes. So finally, I'm like, dude, you're gonna have to get up onto the bar table and start dancing. He comes up to me, he's like, yo, Novak, I talked to the doorman, the bouncers, they say it's completely okay if you get on the bar and start dancing. I'm naked, I'm naked and I'm drunk, so I believe him, right? So I get up on the bar, I'm doing my little two-step, naked, and the next thing I know, I get fucking strangled off by one of them. The other one starts punching me in the face, and the other dude is kicking me as hard as he can. And meanwhile, I'm listening to Ben because he said it was okay to do, and now my black eye says otherwise. Yo, didn't they take you off, and then Bam like, said, no, no, <laughs> it's cool, it's funny, and then they let him go back on? No. No, no it's what happened was I told two of the guards. I was like, hey, you know, we're, we're just filming right now. Novak's going to get up on there without his pants on. I mean, they were cool with it, but I forgot to tell one last guy. And uh, when he got up, this guy was just fucking furious. He was just like, you, I'm like, nah, man, it's cool. He's like, no, it's not cool. And I'm like, I know the fucking owner and I talk to him and everything's fine. Everything isn't fine. Apparently they shipped this guy from Ireland to work at, at the Irish pub Kildare's and uh He didn't know. Well no, he's just aggro. Like they flew him out because he's so aggro. He's like some bouncer guy who's just like wanting to kick the fucking people out. And he jerked and looks at him sideways, he's fucking out of there. He's like a struggling bouncer's dream to be. Yeah. You gotta introduce him to funny bill. <laughs> well this guy probably used to stab and like Ex-IRA members, you know, and the holster defense force, like, breaking necks so. up. That's what's horrible, man. When you're drunk, the, the stupidest things seem like the best idea. And then you wake up the next morning saying, why the fuck did that make sense to me last night? Coming right from the source's mouth itself. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that girl that you brought home, that Indian chick. Oh, guess another one. Oh. She wakes up. Oh, dude, this is not a good story. She takes some girl home. She is fucking annihilated dude she, oh. I, I come out after five minutes of, of going into my room I, I probably just went to take a piss I come out she's laying on the ground like half a foot like down the stairs she has barf all over herself oh. and Novak's like wiping it all off with a towel like babe you gotta get yourself together and she's like just just out cold he, he picks her up and like she starts barfing all over him while he's trying to like put her to bed obviously you realize that she's just gonna barf all over the fucking bed so he puts her in the bathroom and Locked she just doors. sleeps in her own goddamn puke she wakes up the next morning like we sure did have fun last night didn't we? Like, didn't we do you even remember coming back to my house like there was nothing fun about it there was nothing fun about it except for Damn. you and your stinky like indian food puke oh, and, and the funny thing is Usually, like, I have to clean up from the parties that we have here, but I had to leave at 6.30 the next morning, so I didn't get a chance to clean up, and I get a phone call from Bam just cussing me the fuck out. Why am I cleaning up rice and throw up, you asshole? Get here now! I'm like, no! Here's the most annoying part. I go to, like, my nice leather couch, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch some TV. I sit down, and I just hear, 
I'm like, what the hell was that? I look in between the cracks of the sofa and it's just dried up sick pukey rice. Like sick Indian food rice, all dried up and, and it's just dried up yellow barf. And the funny thing was, is when she was in the middle of throwing up on me and I'm trying to get upstairs where I can watch her and keep cleaning up, she's like, get your hands off me, you don't want to touch, don't touch me. Don't. I'm like, bitch, I'm not trying to touch you, I'm ready to fucking kill you. Just get upstairs. She's acting like I'm trying to like rape her. I'm just trying to, I'm ready to kill her. I'm screaming so mad at her. Bam gets up out of his sleep like, no, that, take it easy. You think I'm like punching her face. Just because, dude, she fell off your bed so hard. I thought she, dude. I, it sounded like she was jumping on the bed and then just fell right to her face against the ground because he lives directly above like my room so I just hear the loudest thump ever at like 3 in the morning she had me so mad that she was laying on her back throwing up and all I could wish for is that she might drown in her own vomit <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Franz just showed up. How you doing, Joe? Yeah, pretty good, dude. Yo, Franz, how's the smoker from Jersey holding up? She's doing good. She's doing good. We're going back out. I guess this is part two. We're going back out. Is she moving in with you? She's moving in with me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take some questions, please. I don't have a question. I have a comment. All right, huh? You got fucking bands out. You better be filming so I got a car to smoke money, you motherfucker. Get home. I need a cigarette. What the fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> the only girl that could go out with this guy. It's a guy that did hang. Probably the only reason I even work with these jerk-offs is because of Joe. Dude, you. you know what's so funny about this? Is that we had a rap party for our show, the MTV Viva La Bam show, where they just throw an end-of-the-season party. And I'm like, yo, Franz, who are you bringing? Tonight. I'm bringing my girlfriend. You fucking idiot. Didn't you learn after the first party that you can't bring her out? Yeah, I, oh. I've, learned, I've learned that lesson many times. Did, 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 was she nice that night? Uh, yeah, yeah. She was, she was on her best behavior. <laughs> she was on her best Yeah, it, it's, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. We, we, we struggle a lot. You know, she, see, she was, before we started going out, Novak, she was in this crazy band. And she used to cut her head open and her face open and run around bleeding on everybody. Ew, man. Oh, she was in Bad Luck 13? She was in Bad Luck 13. Is, she was the girl. She was the Bad Luck girl. Is that the video you've been editing for like eight years now? Yeah. <laughs> is it done yet? No. What yeah. the hell? Bag it. Well, I started working on the show. I didn't think I'd be working on it. It's called Viva La Bam. It's on Sunday nights at Sunday Stew. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the plug, bro. Franz just wants to keep his job. And it took two fucking years to film. Anyway. Yo, yeah, Franz. Uh, I, I call up Franz to, to have him write down the phone number for me and he just passes the phone to, to the smoker from Jersey and he didn't, he didn't even tell them so I'm just like I, I tell the number I'm like alright now Joe read it back to me and then I hear like two one five I'm just like listen. I'm like I thought Joe was like joking around I'm like Joe, what are you on crack or something? You all right? And she's just like, she's like, it's Laura, you asshole. I'm, like, oh I'm sorry, I didn't know. So his, his initial reaction right off the bat is, my girlfriend's voice is, sounds like me on crack, which is scary. Crossing. <laughs> what the fuck? I come to New York, I can't even smoke a cigarette in this fucking way. <laughs> with a million ass, I can get some smoke money. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, when you're on trips with Bam, you have to like overnight cartons of smoke. So 
Tom. She messed up your quarter on the smoke station. She's representative for R.J. Reynolds. Where's she? No, she she works at uh she works at this place called Mesa's and she works for the Rittenhouse. She's a bartender slash waitress kind of chick. But did she ever work at Harley? No, she never worked at Harley. Professionally, it was called her college career. How do I get that job? Smoking cigarettes for a living—that's great. So that—that's that. Yeah, but I have to say the all-time low, like you know, referring to what this is all about, which is the last time I was on, which is the story where my girlfriend was underneath the table in a New York bar. The the story where my girlfriend was in a New York bar underneath the table, hiding from the bouncer who was two feet away, and she's puffing away on a cigarette, which is highly illegal in in New York bars. It was very scary. Right in front of all these like Atlantic Records and like Epic Records and all these big time companies, and they're just seeing like Joe's girlfriend like underneath the bar, like everybody just shut the fuck up and let me smoke. <laughs> and Novak is on my ass constantly for going back out with her. We got in the biggest fight of my life. It was awful. She offended all my friends. Did she stab you? No, she didn't stab me, but she did ruin. She did ruin the band Hymns' good time at their own show. Ooh. You made her apologize. So you know it was horrible. The other day she shows up where I'm like helping these guys out for this video you guys are about to do, and the first thing she asked me is if I have a cigarette. Oh. I, I felt like I was already uncomfortable by her presence because I just completely ripped her apart on air at your request. And then he steals her lighter. I did steal. We're walking out. We're walking out. She's like, uh, I saw Novak steal my lighter. You think I should get it? back. I was like, well, I don't know. He's going to steal it again eventually. Franz, please tell me about the first time you kissed a girl and... and, and, and oh, yes, yeah, dude. All right. no. If you guys didn't know Joe Franz, his dad warped his fucking brain so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Joe, Joe uh, French kissed a girl in like seventh grade or something and his dad like choked him to death and like threw him in there. He's just like, don't you know that if you French kiss girls, you can get diseases. No, you know what he's saying? You can get Diseases. He specifically defined venereal disease. Oh, <laughs> I was in fifth grade, and and, and you know, French kissed a girl. My dad, tell me what, tell me what happened. I want to hear where you Frenched her, and when he saw it, and what the fuck happened. All right, man. <laughs> here's, here's in brief. Here's what happened. Me and this girl decide we're going to make out in lunchtime. So we go behind the bushes in, <laughs> in the back of my garage. This was Lakeview Elementary School. And her name was Angie, and we decided, you know, we're going to make out after school. So we're in the bushes, behind my garage after school. We kissed three times, and, like, it got so weird. Like, I just remember tasting the taste of her tongue, and it was the first time I actually ever tasted another person's tongue. It was all weird. And we kind of laughed it off and then ran away. And then later, my dad was <laughs> Later, my dad decides to have him that very night. He's going to tell me about the birds and the bees. And he's sitting there explaining things. And he said, have you ever kissed a girl? And I said, well, actually, just today, I kissed a girl for the first time. And he fucking went through the <laughs> Tell me his voice went <laughs> An erection and a lubricated vagina, and you're mad that like. What the Jesus was he informing you about? I want to hear all of them. Oh, okay, okay. Well, first of all, there, first of all, there were microbes. Yeah, and shout the way you shout, just like he's saying it to you. Well, he didn't shout this, but I learned that there were microbes in the air, and these microbes can hatch onto your lips and create herpes. <laughs> General 
warts, syphilis. I mean, you name it, my dad scared me of it that day. Were you terrified? Oh, I was horrified. When was the next time you fetched a girl after that day? Dude, it's been, it was so bad. At one point, at one point, we didn't have a condom. <laughs> yeah, when I was 13, me and my girlfriend didn't have a condom, and we used aluminum foil. Oh, no, you can't. Girlfriend, I went out with a couple girls. You put aluminum foil on her with aluminum foil. Oh, wait, I, wait, two stories mixed up. Now, this is when I was 13 years old. Yeah. We were looking for condoms. We didn't have condoms. Condoms were hard to get back then. It was a big deal. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time I had a condom I used four times. You screw by a robot. So, anyway, by a robot. At one point, we were looking for saran wrap in this girl's house. There was no saran wrap. So, we actually entertained the idea of using aluminum foil. <laughs> We didn't try it. And if, you, uh, and if you all could see through the radio, Lennon is doing the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. What kind of girl would like be ready to let you stick that in her aluminum foil? She was. She had to be a. She was a punk rock girl. Tell, tell us. You love these punk, punk rock, rock girls. Are gnarly, man. Those girls are the best in the world because if you're gonna punch this girl, you better knock the fuck out. <laughs> Now, now I, have to, I have to think about murdering my girlfriends now, thanks to Rafe Young's advice. Jesus. I'm going to play a song for that. Okay, thank it's you. It's called I Want to Live. <laughs> the Ramones, do you? The Ramones, I Want to Live, Radio Bam, Sirius 28, Faction, and then we're going to be talking about Christmas presents. Yo, don't get your hopes up.
your life. That's what we found in Don Vito's ass. This is Radio Bam, baby. On Faction 28. All right, we're back. This is Radio Bam, and that was the Ramones. I want to live wow, in a bathtub with loaded bed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was Brandon D. Camello imitating Raytheon, who's here as well. Uh-huh. We have Lendon, the Dream Seller, and Joe Frost. <laughs> and being Christmas is coming up, we're going to be talking about presents and the horrible presents that we got. Dude, I have these, this aunt and uncle from Pittsburgh who are like, <laughs> they still think that I'm fucking eight years old. Dude, guess what my last Christmas present was from, from my aunt and uncle from Pittsburgh? What? Just take a guess. A skateboard. No, no. Pajamas. Socks. Pajamas. A picture of Ray. Jammies. A plastic play school bowling set. Well, uh, what? For kids that are fucking seven. Oh, but he's crazy. He'll find something to do with it. She still thinks I'm... She, her, let's call Ape. Can you call Ape, please? Yeah. Put oh, her on speaker. How, yeah. how old were you when you got that present? Last year! <laughs> oh, God! I'm 20 fucking five. She still thinks I'm eight. Yeah, they're on hard drugs, probably. <laughs> no, they're like just. We'll find all out all about it. I, yeah, I got to hear this story. That makes sense. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Yo, you're on. You're on Sirius Radio live right now. Uh-huh. Hey, mom. What? I want to talk about Aunt Audrey and Uncle Dave. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Ape. I'm 20 fucking five years old. What? Oh. Yes. Wait a minute. Way to ruin this story, man. Way to bring this story down. God. Do you hear me when I tell you about death in the valley? Babe, I'm too busy skateboarding. Yeah, what a way to bring down the show. You're just going to... Oh, man. You're gonna do, but you better not go in the direction I think you're going. This is awful. Oh, hey. This is just the showdown so hard. <laughs> Who's got hard drugs? Never mind. Simon, I called you like a year and a half ago when we were driving. Jesus. It didn't just happen yesterday. You got a present a year ago. Yeah, oh, we got you. Uncle Dave, he, he sent me a plastic bowling set. He's got a present. And I'm 25. <laughs> Oh it's the thought that counted. What am I going to do with that, eh? Oh. <laughs> with a plastic bowling ball. Hey, you just brought our show down so much. Oh. We just we just lost 500 listeners. Oh. <laughs> we have to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can pretend like she didn't. Die. All right, bye. All right, I got a horrible Christmas present. God, why didn't I know that? God. I feel so bad. All the Christians just canceled their subscription to Sirius yeah. Radio. Sorry, fellas. The weird thing is when you go out with a Jewish girl and... and the weird thing is when you go out with a Jewish girl... What an and idiot. Like all of a sudden, you know, there's this weird Hanukkah versus Christmas thing. And, like, there's, like, if you're Catholic like I am, there's this whole, like, Jewish guilt slash Catholic guilt thing. It's it's horrible. Don't, don't, don't date people of different religions. That's my uh, philosophy. Jesus, Franz, what the hell are you talking you about? You think too much Franz about this drunk. shit, man. The Jewish Joe Franz guilt Christmas. Now I'm feeling wonderful. After that April call, I'm just ready to go hang myself right now. <laughs> I know. What a, she just brought it down so hard. Oh, Ray's hard. talking about hanging himself. Franz is giving us, like, dating lessons on who not to date. Where the fuck else are we going Hey, did you ever get any Christmas presents while you're in rehab? No, it was, <laughs> well, my last Christmas present was... A double portion meal by the guard in my prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. 
The one before that, I might have topped that one. I'm in a goddamn rehab with a million crack addicts, heroin addicts, you name it, they do it. And, uh, <laughs> and, and they, they want to put on this little parade, so they want everybody in the rehab to take part in this, right? If you don't take part, you don't get, like, good recommendations. Who's parade for? For other junkies. <laughs> so... No, it's it, we're not allowed to leave the facility. It all has to happen in the cafeteria in front of other junkies. <laughs> like what a parade in the cafeteria for other junkies? Yeah, they, they're trying to get us to learn how to live life normal. They say they say that normal people do this type shit. Did it work? Well, no, it doesn't work. But it makes you laugh and you just kind of forget about your problems and how life you live. So, oh, I was done. So they get these twelve girls to get up and sing the Twelve Days of Christmas. So they start singing. They get to like the tenth day of Christmas. They're like on the tenth day of Christmas, my mother gave to me five hundred dollars. I shot it in my arm and I was broke in the morning. I'm like, fuck, that is not making me happy. Like now, I just want to get what, high more. They wrote up their own song and they're yeah, trying they got, to make everybody laugh. They give junkies creativity time to do things. <laughs> that they come up with, and then like the. Like the fourth one was like, on the fourth day of Christmas, I got a trick and he ripped me off and burnt me. Now I have no gate money. What the fuck am I to do? Gate money? Gate, gate no. money. Gate money means like when you wake up in the morning, you first uh, fix that money. You know what I mean? Like they're talking about. They're talking about. So what did you get for Christmas? Gate money. To hear. 12 junkies ruined my Christmas. That was your present. <laughs> 12 junkies ruined my Christmas. That was my Christmas present. <laughs> How old were you when that happened? This was two years ago. I'm 26 now. This is 24. You're 24 in a rehab for Christmas. 25, I was in prison, and I got double portions on my tray. I was, I was happy as fuck, man. The Buddy Bill meal. <laughs> Buddy Bill meal. Yo, I've always been to jail once, and it was because uh, I came out of Ryan's pub all shit-faced hammered, and uh, this girl who used to go to my school, Becky, I haven't seen her in like a year. She's like, bam, and she comes up and tackles me. I fall into the street right in front of a cop. These cops just come over, handcuff me, take me right to jail. No way. Yeah, yeah. For the first time. I've I, you ever I, been I, there? No, 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 once. Yeah. And uh, guess who's fucking in the cell next to me? I just hear, yo, man, come on, give me a sweater, I'm cold. I was like, I'm like, buddy Bill? And he's like... No, is that bad? No, what are you doing in here? And, it's like, and then the cops come over. They're like, "Do you know this son of a bitch?" I'm just like, "No, no, I don't, I don't know him. I just, I mean, I bumped into him in town a few times, but like, no way. And, and he's like, he's telling, the, he's like shouting to the cops, like, "Come on, man, quit being a fucking asshole. I need a sweater. I'm cold. I'm like, buddy, Bill, they're never gonna give you one if you keep like no, doing that. Like, out of all the chances, like the only time I go to jail, I wind up with Buddy Bill, and then I wake up. At five in the morning, which I think I'm like, officer man, like I'm not drunk anymore. I sobered up. It's five in the morning. Like just, just let me get in my car and go home. He's like, <laughs> five no. in the morning. It's two in the afternoon, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> dude. And like it's two in the afternoon, dude. I was so shit hammered when I got outside. Like I was just still like completely annihilated. I, that 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 was probably one of the nights where I like decided to do twenty shots for no reason or something. But yeah. like, that I remember just being in the back of the cop car that night, just like. That's how it goes when you're in jail. Like, there's no clock anywhere in sight. They put you in a jail cell, like, yeah. underneath, so you don't see lights. You don't have no time. And then you ask them what time it is, and they get so mad that you made them get up from their desk that they just fucking treat you bad and never come. <laughs>
You know, it's uh, actually a, a friend of ours saw Buddy Bill go to jail that night that he saw that ended up with you, and he was holding on to the cemented down park bench for dear life as the cops were trying to pull him off. <laughs> he was holding on to the bench leg, and they were all pulling him off. And he's I, like, don't no, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. No. He spent the whole no. summer in jail. No. He was like, I saw his girlfriend. Who sent him to jail? And he, she was, I was like, "Oh, how's Bill doing? Oh, he's having fun, making friends, playing pool." I was like, "No!" <laughs> Why did she send him to jail? Because they beat each other up and they told on each other. She and hit then him with a fry. Each other later after the summer's over. She hit that, him with a frying pan. Yeah. Like she hit him with this heavy metal thing, and then he hit her back, and they locked his ass up. He was gone. Uh, the worst time all summer. You're jail for three months. It's got to be. Can't get locked up. It's cold here in the winter. Get locked up in the winter, not the summertime. It's perfect for us. We didn't have to. Break, did you ever summer. go to jail for the night? No, I never got locked up. Oh my God, knock on wood a million times, man. Oh, you're going tonight. The stories are not that good. He is. I hope he does. Oh God. That'll make for great radio. Oh no, please. That'll make good radio, Rake. Please. Okay. Rake, wind up in jail. Twelve days of Novak. I'm ready for it. <laughs> no, you don't want me inside you. I don't. I don't. I got. No, you Yeah, don't. you know what, though? I, I always have the worst luck with police. Like, I get locked up for the dumbest things because I'm out of my mind. Because you lie. Like, yeah. the airport? I got lucky yeah. then. I, but, I was just talking about that. Look, dude, like, uh, right before I moved up here this time for good, uh, Bams in L.A. is calling me back and forth. He's like, yo, get up here this day. We're going to this Nelly party. We, like, got all this cool shit limo. And now I'm, like, sold. I can't wait to come. I go. I live in a predominantly uh, drug-infested neighborhood. So I go to this to my buddy's house. I'm walking outside. Uh, now, mind you, I have warrants, right? The police uh, pull me out. They say, sir, come here. What are you doing here? I'm like, nothing. I'm just uh, visiting my friend. I live here. You got any drugs on you? Nope. What's your name? They put me in uh, cuffs. Well, no, they don't put me in cuffs. They sit me on a chair on the curb. What's your name? They make it in my pockets. I give him a fake name of my buddy who I know has no warrants, but he used to be a drug addict, so every cop in the neighborhood knows him because he served like tons of time. Good I move. said, yeah, I'm uh, so-and-so. And, -so. and <laughs> the, co the cop kind of overhears me. He said, what would you say your name was? I said, yeah, you know, so-and-so. He said, now we're doing it the fucking hard way. He straps cuffs on me. And I'm like, fuck, I got, I got band waiting for me. I got all these things lined up to do, and I'm just going to jail. And I had this random fast company girl's car, and Why she did didn't. Because I have warrants, and if they were going to run my name, so I would go straight to jail. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, just listen. He didn't have warrants. So they check it out. I tell my real name. The police officer gets on the microphone. He calls in, and uh, it's wait like 20 minutes go by. He calls back and said, uh, "What's what's the ETA on this warrant check?" They say, "Well, w one of the uh, computers is down. It's going to be a while." They let the cuffs go. I've never been taken out of cuffs on the street. They let the cuffs off. I start walking. I'm just waiting for him to get the phone call saying I have warrants. As soon as I hit the corner, I fucking haul ass. Guess who I haul ass into? A fucking car full of four undercover cops in an all-drug neighborhood. I, I, mean, I just got out of cuffs. They're like, sit down, boy. What do you got, warrants? I, and, and somehow I escaped that again, man. I haven't been back to Baltimore since. You were just like... I was just arrested five minutes ago, bro. I'm, I'm like, your fucking bike patrolman just had me on the corner five minutes ago. Like, what are you doing in this neighborhood? Their computer was down and they let you go? Yeah, and the uh, NCIC computer in the prison was down. Which so what did the second people do? They just searched me. I said, look, your buddies just had me. I'm good. And they, were, they already had pictures of people with warrants that they were looking for. So they just cut me loose. They said, get the fuck out of here. Nice. <laughs> you know, when Novak's low on their priority list, it's a bad neighborhood. Uh, I know. Seriously. All right, I'm going to play a song for you jerks. 
We're doing a band uh, music video for a band called 69 Eyes tomorrow. They're flying here from Finland, so I'm going to play you guys a song. It's called Betty Blue by the 69 Eyes on Radio Bam Series 28 Function. I mean,
Hi-Fi Kids. Strap yourselves in and lace up those shoes because you're listening to Radio Banner on Sirius 28 Fashion. You just heard 69 Eyes. This song was Betty Blue. I won't say any sick comments about that this time. But I will bathe all night long on this merry holiday night. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, sweet Ray. <laughs> this radio band, we got the Dream Seller, Brandon DiCamello, Joe Franz, Raytheon, and Lendon. And myself. <laughs> and Brandon, well, there's one last thing we're going to talk about before we go, which is the, uh, the My gift. My gift. Your, your shittiest gift. And when was it? I and was, what was I, it? I was probably 14, and my parents always do this stupid Pollyanna. Someone gets stuck with some I loser. I fucking hate Pollyanna. What is that? God damn. Everyone I always get gets like, a name. Yeah, I always get like the worst relative of my family. Oh. I was like, nothing going on. I got to fucking go get them like a Mets baseball cap. I'm like, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe they'll like it. So it's like a secret Santa. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it doesn't even like fit their head because it's like a fitted hat. Why the Mets? You've never even met them. Because that's really what happened. So what'd you get here? Okay, so my mom gets my name, and she goes and gets me from the Salvation Army with the tag still on it. What? I'm 14. It's a, a goose, a stuffed animal goose that you would give to a girl. It's all dirty, and the wing's all broken. It had, like, a wire in it. I was like, I felt, like, bad for getting it. I was like, I felt sorry. I don't know why. I was like, why? But you received it? I received a used stuffed goose that looked like you Ew. left it out overnight in the road. What it was all Zeus? dirty, and I was like, like I had the fake like it. Like, oh, was the price tag still on it? Yeah, it was the plastic thing. How yeah. much? How much? I don't even know. It was probably like 99 cents. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who gave it to you? My mom gave it Wait, to me. Wait, why did you say, like, your fuck is this? Yo, I, had, I felt so bad for the goose itself that it was just, like, <laughs> thrown away that I was like, I better not be selfish. Like, uh, I'll just selfish. put it over here. Like, what are you going to do with a dirty goose? What the fuck am I going to stuff the animal for? Were you guys poor as kids? <laughs> I was then. I, I, it's not poor. Families out of their freaking mind. I got worse gifts than that, dude. Tell me, tell oh, me. God. All right, I got a worse gift than that when I was seven years old. God, God. Joe Franz, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a black baby doll. <laughs> a black Barbie. No, no, no. At seven years old, Man. I understand my parents are going to want to you know, get me multiple calls from being just get me. My, my mother was a feminist. So, so, you know, being a feminist, my mother wanted to get me something that would, you know, get me in touch with my feminine side, I guess. But Feminine uh, side? What's black, black and feminine got to do with each other? It was a black female Barbie doll? Yeah, it was a black female baby. It was a little baby doll. Like, you know when you see, like, a little girl walking down the street and a toy strolling with a yeah. baby doll in there? It was that, but black. But, but how old were you? I don't But that doesn't matter. <laughs> You're just digging now. Of course it matters. You're just digging a hole now. Lennon, what do you think of that? More power to him. That's right. Feminist. I don't know. Now, we have a black man in the room, which is Lennon. Lennon, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think it's a great thing. You got to start him young, you know? Wait, wait, wait. Your mom got you this? My parents got me that. We like, was she on Angel? They were trying to tell you something. Why would you want a Barbie doll? They want little, they want little Octoroon grandkids. Octoroon. 
<laughs> Ross, maybe that explains why you're so fucking strange now. That and the disease scam, right? Yeah, the funniest thing is, Franz hates diseases. He's the kind of guy that goes into a bathroom, washes his hands, and then uses napkins to open the door. We're in Texas. Franz washes his hands, then he grabs a napkin to hold his dick, and then he rewashes his hands. <laughs> and then he doesn't want to get germs. I do have a method. Listen to his method. This is insane of him not You go into the bathroom. What do you do? I can get in and Listen out of the this. bathroom and do everything I need to do without actually getting any germs. Here's how you do it. You walk in. Without, you know, obviously touching anything, you relieve yourself. You touch the handlebar of the door? You take what I call a stander. Do you if touch you have the handlebar of the door? Of course not. That's virgin How material. How do you get in? The doorknob. Stander, what the hell is this? You use your leg to kick the door open. <laughs> you use your leg to kick the door shut. Then, if you got to fucking, you know, do uh, number two, uh, so to speak, contraire. You say, you say fuck. If you got to take a shit, because it's undignified. But anyway, you take a big glob of toilet paper and put it in there. That way there's no backsplash up on it. <laughs> then oh you can God. take your standard, right? And then on the way out, now, now you know, I'm a sanitary guy. I do want to wash my hands. So I go to the paper towel dispenser, undispense the paper towels. Undispense. Use, use the one piece of paper towel. Turn on the water with it. Uh, you know, get the soap on my hands, get a good lather going, blah, 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 wash the hands. And then with the same piece of paper towel, I dispense more paper towels. And holding then, on to the knob. He's working the machine. Holding on to the knob. Over the knob. That's right. Thank you, DiCamello. Rip the last piece of paper towel off. Dry my hands of the whole thing. And then if it's a heavy traffic area such as a rest stop, there's no door. Or if there is a door, it's constantly opening and shutting so you can get in and out without actually touching it. If there's no one in the room, I use the same piece of paper towel that I dry my hands with. Open the door and... Then what do you do with that germy paper towel in your hand when you're leaving the bathroom? What do you do? I, I hate to say this, but I throw it behind the uh, men's room door. So if you're <laughs> what? If you're, weirdo. If you're the bartender at the end of the night cleaning the bathroom and you see a dirty paper towel behind the door, I put it there because I was trying to escape your uh, bathroom unscathed with germs. <laughs> Yo, that's so Thank much you. work to go to the bathroom. It's I know. Not even worth Why don't you just take a shit? <laughs> the, the funniest thing is, is that you just heard how hatred he has for germs. In Dude, Texas, I'll, I'll shit in a piss-filled toilet oh, yeah. at, a, at, a, at a random Carl's Jr. I I'll let a stranger's piss shit up into my head. Frost, you're going to commit suicide after hearing this. I was a kid. I tell my grandmother. My grandmother takes me to the local McDonald's. I say, Grandma, I'm going to the bathroom to use the bathroom. I go in there. She comes in to find me washing my face in the toilet. I'm sticking my hands oh in my the toilet God. and using Dude. that. Could you imagine the germs I got from that? Oh no, that was a filthy thing from, from conception. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the worst thing ever, though. To, to wrap things up briefly, the other day I was in a rest stop and I saw some little kid relieving himself on a urinal and he fucking laid his dick on oh. the porcelain because oh, he was just that height being a man yeah he laid his dick his little pecker on there while he peed <laughs> okay there's obviously you, something sicker here are you gay are down. you a perv what like little boys <laughs> why do you know that <laughs> to Joe that's horror though like that's I could stab him in the face and he wouldn't you could stab you could do anything you want to Joe just don't put toilet water on him he'll Fucking hell, That's why I do like it in Texas. Like, go splash toilet water on Oh, I will in two seconds. But in Texas, in Texas, I know how much he hates germs. 
there's cops following us around everywhere. I've, I've become friends with this police officer. I said, look, man, my buddy Franz hates germs. Me and Bam are walking through the hallway. I said, escort me to the room. I'm going to steal his room key. And while he's sleeping, I'm going to get completely naked and plant my ass right on his face. <laughs> so so I, I, I do it, right? I, I'm like, police officer, just wait here because he's going to wake up in a fit of rage. I take my pants off, drop trail. Land on your face. He proceeds to wake up. wakes up with Novak's butthole in his face, and then he goes, "Don't do anything, Franz. I'm a cop." And then he looks over and sees him, and he cooperates. The cop is like, "Got guns and everything." Franz, well, Franz woke up from a deep sleep, so he just cooperated because he didn't know where he was or what was going on. Why the cop? Whoa, there is a cop. I better cooperate. He escorted me so I could sit on Franz's face. Some cop saw saw you rest your beanbag on some other dude's face, and it was. didn't get me. If you guys watch the video footage and I. I know what's out there on the internet, you so didn't get me. You're just digging right now. Son of a <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, let's wrap it up here because we're over uh, the time scale here. <laughs> Such a good time. Why uh -oh. stop? Because I want to go out, man. I'm going to agree there, brother. I'm ready to get laid. All right, yes. fellas. Um, shit, I, we didn't get to take any phone calls, but uh, next week, just call 877-PORNBAG. We'll be glad to answer your calls. But for now, this is uh, Bam... DiCamello, the dream seller, Raytheon, Lendon, and Franz saying goodbye. Watch it. I love you. That's Radio Band for this week. We're done. Tune in next week for more. You can leave now. It's Radio Band. Radio Bam every Monday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Email me now at Radio Bam. Why don't you uh, take a picture of your sweet white ass and send it on over to Radio Bam at Sirius-Radio.com. Call Radio Bam at 877-PORNBAG. That's 877-PORNBAG. Sweet dreams, Peapod. Bye, everybody. See you next week. On Sirius 28 Faction. Later.